All of a sudden, the Arizona Cardinals have one of the most, if not the most, interesting quarterback situations in the NFL. We got all that and much more on today's episode of Locked on NFL. You are locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's going on, football fans, and welcome in to another episode of Locked On NFL, your daily podcast covering the biggest stories around the National Football League. Here is a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much, as always, for making Locked On NFL your first listen of the day every day. And a big shout out to all you everydayers out there. It's Tuesday, which means you've got myself, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on the app formerly known as Prince, joined this week by David Harrison at D. Harrison 82, wherever you get your social media. We appreciate you being here with us for another episode of Locked On NFL. Today's episode of Locked On NFL brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Sign up today, download the app, and use the promo code Locked On NFL, and you're going to get $20 off of your first purchase, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. David, I'm excited about today's episode. We're going to jump into our Yike and Like to wrap it up. As always, we're going to take a look at the rookie quarterback with the best starting situation. But first, oh, that Arizona Cardinals quarterback situation. So I don't want to spend too much time setting this up, David, because I, I, I want to get to you on this. But let's start off with the first and kind of biggest piece of this. Kyler Murray going to the physically unable to perform list. Hasn't really been a part of training camp, stuff like that. Going to be out for at least the first four weeks. How does this impact the Arizona Cardinals first, like, let's say first quarter of the schedule, but really kind of the trajectory of their 2023? Right. I mean, it impacts it greatly. And this is this is a team that's not expected to do great things in the NFL this year, right? Like they're, they're expected to be in competition for one of the top two draft picks uh, in the NFL. The, the other team, I think that's expected to be really down there with them, the Los Angeles Rams. So both teams right. coming out of the NFC West, like, this isn't a team that's supposed to be good. And that's even even going back to like the end of last season with like the way too early projections and all that stuff when maybe Kyler Murray with like a miracle recovery might be able to come back and all these other things. Like even, even with with Kyler, without Kyler, doesn't matter. Nobody's expecting a lot from the Arizona Cardinals. But when you look at Kyler Murray's situation, like this is a guy who the last 12 to 16 months, reputation-wise, have not been good for him. And then sure. his coach gets fired and, you know, I don't think one coach gives you the the coach killer, you know, tag, you know, and, and not right. fairly anyway. It shouldn't, right? Yeah. Um, but the way that everything kind of transpired, obviously the the leaking of the contract information and then the rescinding of the contract demands and and all these other things, like just just a bad look all around from an organization for a quarterback. And then you've got the other parts. And and I've unfortunately or fortunately, maybe for this conversation, have had to witness firsthand how sometimes players can kind of get sucked into the mud of what the organization is going through. And mm -hmm. uh, when you're, when you're a player that has their own noise going on around them, like Kyler did and does that, you know, it's, a, it's an easy thing for, for people to just sling the mud for going from the organization as well. You may have nothing to do with what's going on with the general manager, but because you want to play video games that just gets attached to your name anyway. Uh, you know, again, fair or not. So he needs, he needs a good start. The team needs a good start. And by the time we get to the end of 2023, Again, fair or not, like if the Cardinals are picking first or second in the NFL draft, a lot of people are going to look at the Kyler Murray contract and situation and say, this is one of the reasons why you are. But in reality, Kyler is almost kind of a victim in this whole thing himself, 
you know, with, with the injury. I mean, you can't control injuries. So, right. Yeah. And I mean, look, the, the first four games of their schedule, they go up against Washington Commanders. They have the New York Giants at home. They host the Dallas Cowboys and then they go on the road for the first division game going up against the uh, San Francisco 49ers in what will be an afternoon game. Uh, I mean, these are not the easiest teams to go up against. Each one of these teams has some level of momentum going in their favor. And so, you know, a potential like, look, I don't, I don't want to sit here and just like trash the Cardinals or anything like that. So when I say mm -hmm. a potential 0-4 start, what I mean is if that if it was to get off to an 0-4 start, that I mean, even if you show up as the you know in the fifth week to to kick everything off and and, and to be ready to go, you, you've got the you got the Cincinnati Bengals coming to town. Uh, you know, and then and then the very next week you're you're on the road to Los Angeles Rams, maybe some reprieve there. But it's it's a tough schedule for the Arizona Cardinals. And then now to lose the most important player at the most important position on the field for at least the first four games of the season. That seems mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's going to be detrimental for, for the beginning of your season so far uh, during the course of those first four first four games. Excuse me. Um, w along with him going to Kyler Murray, going to physically unable to perform list, which by the way, the, the designation of physically unable to perform just means that basically there is a football injury or something that happened during an NFL game that has kept him right. away from participating in anything during the off season thus far. And now he's going to start on what's called the reserve PUP list, which is what, what kind of brings you into the beginning of the season. So he'll miss at least the first, those first four games. Uh, he could miss more than that, however. So we'll see how that goes. But in the meanwhile, they also moved on from Colt McCoy, a guy that mm -hmm. I know, you know, a lot of people kind of expected, like if something like this were to happen, that maybe Colt McCoy would be the starter. But now the conversation looks to be between the newly acquired uh, Joshua Dobbs, who was just yeah. recently traded the Arizona Cardinals from the Cleveland Browns and Clayton Toon, the young quarterback. And so, uh, you know, this this gets even more challenging, right? Do you go with Clayton Toon, who has shown some promise, or do you go with Joshua Dobbs, who has played at the NFL level? And, and I think that really all comes down to like, what do you as an organization, if you're the Arizona Cardinals, really want to achieve here, right? Um, yeah. I see the value in getting a look at the young guy, but would you rather go with the NFL veteran who might be able to win you some games in that time? Yeah, it's it's hard. I think that you know every year there's a handful of teams that go through this conversation of, of being in an identity crisis, right? And they need to find what their identity is going to be. And you have a new head coach in Arizona who's got to really reestablish yeah, sure. the, 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 the atmosphere there. And you know, like you said, what is what is our environment going to be? Who are we as the Arizona Cardinals? Are we a team mm -hmm. that really is is starting way behind the eight ball, and we're under scratch and claw for every little thing that we get? And really, this is a, a I don't even want to call it a rebuild, but more of a building project. Or are we a team that's going to come out here and be the scrappy out right? Because if you look at it without Kyler Murray, like uh, I'll be honest with you, like, we've been talking about the Arizona Cardinals for the last month, month and a half uh, on the Washington Commanders beat not on our shows and in our articles, but just on the mm -hmm. sideline every once in a while it comes up week one. You can't lose that game. If you're the Washington Commanders, you cannot lose to the Arizona yeah. Cardinals week one. And that was with Colt McCoy. Now you've got Josh Dobbs, Joshua Dobbs, who I know he's got experience with this offensive coordinator. He's got experience with this offense in, in, in a way, you know, his, his, his old quarterbacks coach is there, but that's mm -hmm. not the exact same. Like it's not, it's not like you're, you're running a scheme you've already ran. Like those schemes are not going to be copy paste from all right. that experience and all that travel. So there's still that complication. Then Clayton Toon, like you said, yeah, some some promise in preseason, but still the young quarterback. And now you have the 13th ranked defense from last year looking to get better, be a top 10, top 8, top 5 defense this year. Not only, like, if you're the Washington Commanders, you're almost in a situation where not only can you not lose to the Cardinals, you almost can't let them score a touchdown. Like anything more than six <laughs> right. points in this game is going to be looked at almost as a failure. But on the other side of that, 
the Arizona Cardinals come into that game, and uh, I mean, let's be honest, a lot of these other games with nothing to lose. Like, right. we walk into this game with people saying, oh, it's the Arizona Cardinals. Good luck with your number one overall pick in April. Thanks for stopping by. But your app state going into the big house. You know what I mean? Your app state right. against Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody counts you. Nobody counts on you. Nobody thinks you have anything to offer. So that's the perfect time. Like every week against the Arizona Cardinals is a trap game. Yep. The, the problem I see with Kyler Murray is if let's say he does return in that Rams game and they win in April, your fans might be cursing your name because that win might be why you have the number two overall pick. Yeah. So the number one overall pick, like, so it's almost like a, you can't even win in that situation, but really it almost makes the Arizona Cardinals so counted out that they're almost the most dangerous team on everybody's schedule that they're on. Yeah. Like we can't forget that this is still an NFL football team that is capable of winning games, right? Like, like no matter how, you know, down in the dumps they might seem or anything like that, this is still a, an NFL team and they still have the capacity to win games. I think the big question is if you're the Arizona Cardinals, you want to be, you want to be three and 14 or do you want to be seven and 10? And how does that end up impacting your future? And how does Clayton Toon factor into that? I mean, you're not getting out of Kyler Murray's contract anytime mm-hmm. remote, like, like quickly, right? Like, like specifically soon. Uh, but what does all of that tell you too? So it's going to be really, really interesting. Obviously, if you want more on this locked on Cardinals, Alex Clancy, best place to go because uh, one thing that we know for sure about Alex is he, he's not going to sugarcoat anything. So if you, yeah. you want to know what's going on there, that's the place to go. Uh, coming up next, though, we're going to take a look at some of these other rookie quarterbacks that are also going to be getting starts. I mean, we don't know about Clayton Toon just yet, but we do know about three other rookies, particularly drafted within the top five, who's got the best situation ahead of them. Dave and I are going to break it down as we continue on with today's episode of Locked On NFL, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode of Locked On NFL is brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Game Time Tickets. It's the place to go when you want to grab tickets, but you don't really have, you know, you didn't have the opportunity to really plan like months in advance and stuff like that. You and your friends are sitting around and you go, you know what? I really want to go to that Arizona Cardinals versus uh, Washington Commanders week one game and see just what all the hubbub is about with both of these uh, franchises. But you make that decision on September 9th. The game is on September 10th. Don't pay out the wazoo for all of these upcharged uh, things and stuff like that. Go find the lowest prices that you're going to find, which you're always going to be able to find over at Game Time because it's the best place for last-minute ticket deals. And with the Game Time guarantee, it means you'll always get that best price. So if you find tickets in the same row and in the same section for less, Game Time's actually going to refund you the difference 110 percent really really cool stuff there and you can buy those tickets in a matter of seconds just two clicks and you're ready to attend snag your tickets without any stress with game time download the game time app create an account use the promo code locked on nfl for 20 dollars off of your first purchase try uh it's going to be terms uh, of course will apply but again you can create an account and then redeem code locked on nfl for 20 dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed All right, everybody, continuing on with today's episode of Locked on NFL. We know Bryce Young. We know C.J. Stroud of the Houston Texans. Bryce Young, of course, of the Carolina Panthers. And Anthony Richardson of the Indianapolis Colts have all been named starters at the beginning of the season. Which one of them has the best situation ahead of them? So David and I are going to be breaking down here as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on NFL. We appreciate all of you everydayers out there making this your first listen of the day every day. So, David, between Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, where do you go for the player that's most immediately set up for success in 2023? Yeah, I think typically you would say the quarterback playing for the team that had the latest organic draft pick, right, in, in the NFL mm-hmm. draft this year would be 
in the best situation, that would be Bryce Young, who the Carolina Panthers had to trade up to the number one overall pick. Right. So in theory, like they had the better record last year, so they should be better set up to to bring in a rookie quarterback. But in reality, I think, and you you and I both know about this, oh, I think yeah. that really is just a, re- a reflection of how bad the NFC South was last year mm-hmm. that the Carolina Panthers were able to win some games. They probably had no business winning, but neither team really had any business winning uh, during, during stretches of the season. But that's not the case. Like I look at the Carolina Panthers, and I know this isn't the question, I think that's the worst situation. I think Bryce Young's mm. in the worst situation. I think you have to go Anthony Richardson, right? Because yeah. in my mind, like the Indianapolis Colts outside of the dumpster fire, of the NFC South was last year. The Indianapolis Colts are the last of these three teams had the last opportunity to make the playoffs and were the last team, I guess, to be playoff competitive. But then you look at the weapons too. I mean, Michael Pittman Jr. If he can stay healthy, certainly brings some things. I really like Alec Pierce. I like him coming out of Cincinnati. I think he could have a big season. Josh Downs was a guy that yeah. I was pounding the table for out of North Carolina. I mean, I cover a North Carolina quarterback and Sam Howell. And I was like, you know, look, I know the commanders have a lot of good receivers. Josh Downs is, is that dude. Like Josh Downs is worth adding and, to a really stacked receiver room. So I would have loved to see that, but which uh, already includes another UNC wide receiver in Diami Brown, right? right? Which already there includes Diami Brown. Yeah. Let's just change color scheme to baby blue and call it done. Right. But um, <laughs> I think the offensive line has some questions, but I think it's, it's fairly solid. The defense is okay. The Jonathan Taylor thing is really the biggest thing, right? If JT yes. sticks, then I think it hands down. It's Indianapolis. If JT leaves and depending on what Indianapolis does, after that, like, like, correct me unless unless he signed somewhere Monday and I wasn't uh, catching because I was busy. Kareem Hunt is still out there somewhere. Like Zach Moss, mm-hmm. Kareem Hunt. Like I don't know, you know, it's not it's not JT, but it's serviceable maybe. You know what I mean? And yeah, then yeah. and then Anthony Richardson with his ability. I think Anthony Richardson, which is ironic because you go back to the draft season, it's like Anthony Richardson was like one of the most questionable quarterbacks in this process on the outside world. Um, but I think he's. I think honestly, if I had to bet money on one of these three guys. To lead their team to the playoffs in year one, it would be it would be Anthony Richardson. Yeah, I think the coaching staff too for Anthony Richardson. I mean, getting to work with a guy like Shane Steichen, seeing what he did with you know Jalen Hurts and all that, like that that's really exciting there too. And and what it is they can introduce. Uh, I, I don't want to leave C.J. Stroud entirely out of the conversation, but I think it's pretty clear that when it comes to the Carolina Panthers, the Houston Texans, and the Indianapolis Colts, Houston Texans just have a little bit they've, – they've got further to go. They've got great pieces. They have a fantastic young head coach in D'Amico Ryan's. You know, they add in Will Anderson. There's a lot of really good stuff that's happening there. Laramie Tunsil is one of the better left tackles in the entire league, all those other things. Like, there's really, really good pieces there, obviously, but yeah. I, I think it's fair to say that they have a little bit of a ways to go. And I think you imagine the, the Houston Texans and the Indianapolis Colts kind of cannibalizing each other a little bit in the conversation too, playing in the same division. Uh, I'm going to differ a little bit though. I'm going to go Bryce Young. Um, Mm -hmm. And and I think that the, the weak division is a big part of it for me. I mean, Mm -hmm. look, I, you know, I, I more than, you know, more than just about anybody on this network, uh, know what it is that the new Orleans saints are, are trying to do going into 2023, but are they going to be able to achieve it? We don't know. Are they going to stay healthy enough to achieve it? We don't know. Uh, And so, with, with that, you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who are still piecing things together and figuring out their own quarterback situation or, well, have figured out their own quarterback situation, but there's still an element of figuring out the quarterback situation yeah. anytime there's a new quarterback in the building, which goes for three of the four teams in that uh, in that division, the Panthers and Saints included in that. Um, and then the Atlanta Falcons have done some nice things over to their defense, but does it all, will it all translate? Um, the Carolina Panthers 
have the defense, which is what I really, really like about this yeah. for Bryce Young. They have some big questions to answer on the offensive line. There's no denying that, but they've got nice weapons. I mean, adding guys like Adam Thielen, who I think we're all underrating as kind of like this older guy. I know I certainly made my jokes about it and things like that, but I love to get my jokes off. Uh, and then you've got, you know, a terrorist Marshall over on the outside. And while that Justin, excuse me, while that Jonathan Taylor, my apologies, question in Indianapolis is still looming, the addition of Miles Sanders in Carolina is 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 a substantial upgrade from what they've had over the past few years at at running yeah. or not past few years, but since dealing with injuries to Christian McCaffrey and then the eventual the eventual departure of Christian McCaffrey, right? Not not better than Christian McCaffrey himself, but he hasn't been on the field as much for Carolina as they would have liked. Hence the trade. Uh, so mm. I look at where Bryce Young is and then the coaching staff that they built around him, getting a guy like Frank Reich in the building, who I like a lot, um, right. you know, kind of upgrading their coaching staff from what Julian Council over at Locked On uh, Panthers kind of called a, a collegiate coaching staff, what it was in the previous years with Matt Rule. And then now going into where it is right now to where it kind of feels like there's a lot of grownups in the building again. Like I do think that those things move the needle and, and, and go a long way. So I'll say I, I actually like, I like Bryce Young uh, being in the best situation. Now, can he can he bank on it? Can he turn it around? Can he turn it into wins? Can he turn the corner and be able to take advantage of that situation? Separate question entirely. But I, I do like where Carolina is. But um, certainly, certainly, Anthony Richardson is not a distant second on my list at all. Yeah, I mean, can the Carolina Panthers trade for Jonathan Taylor? I mean, let's get Bro. let's get Bryce Young, okay, Jonathan Taylor, Frank Reich. I mean, he knows the guy, right? I mean, let's yeah. Can we can we make that happen? I think that would certainly put Bryce Young uh, and the Carolina Panthers up a notch, and I think uh, the Buccaneers and the Saints and the Falcons would certainly have take them a little bit more serious. I mean, how do you how do you how yeah. do you defend that that backfield? And then, uh, you know, you you mentioned Adam Thielen. It's funny because you said you kind of got your jokes off. I I was sitting here literally thinking, and you know, for those of you of you who are watching on YouTube, right? I'm, I'm a Nuggets fan. Uh, mm. Adam Thielen to the Carolina Panthers reminds me when Chauncey Billups went to Denver, and you know, which oh. which means there's still talent there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's be real. Like, like let's be real. Like the best day, like Mr. Big Shot showed up every once in a while in Denver, and I love him forever for doing it. But he wasn't he wasn't the same that we saw before. And I don't think Adam Thielen's gonna be the same uh that we saw before either. Yeah. Um the Houston Texans, though, man, like like CJ Stroud or uh CJ Stroud, uh Bryce Young. Why do I keep I keep you know what? I did that all during the offseason. <laughs> you got well. it right. You got it right. The Houston Texans with CJ Stroud, right? I, uh -huh. I want to talk about that because I really do like what they have building. And I think, I think you you made a very valid point. Like how bad are they going to cannibalize each other? Um, and then of course you have the Jacksonville Jaguars that are, I think right. everybody pretty much pegs as the top of that division. And we'll see what the Tennessee Titans are. I think every year they could be a surprise going oh, either yeah. way, like better than we expected, worse than, than we expected. But I think that their new head coach hired D'Amico Ryan's, I think that team is really going to rally or has already started rallying around him. But I think very quietly, this Houston Texans team out of these three, and I want to make that very clear. Out of these three, may yes. have the better weapons. I mean, mm. Damian Pierce, Damian, Damian Pierce, Pierce made sure. Brandon yep. Olsen a locked on Gators look like an NFL scout because yep. Brandon Olsen <laughs> a locked on Gators was trying to tell everybody about Damian Pierce last year. Um, yeah. I like I've liked Nico Collins since the senior bowl. And then I mean, Same. I know he hasn't like all the way arrived, but I mean, the more he plays, the more he proves us right, right? Mm -hmm. Robert Woods. I mean, yep. there's your Chauncey Billups, right? Noah Brown, yep. I, I'm kind of eh. But Tank Dell has done some really good things. John Mechie, the yep. third, I think that, you know, if, if he's all the way healthy, that could be Man. Uh, a situation. And I don't hate that offensive line. You know what I mean? I don't Dalton hate the offensive line. Dalton Schultz. That um, Dalton too. Schultz is good. I mean, look, and CJ, you know, CJ's not 
uh, a running quarterback from the from the sense that you know people want to grab him on Madden and just run all over the court. But <laughs> I think he showed again going back to the George game last year that he's more athletic yeah. than than Ohio State maybe let him demonstrate. And if he uses that, if they allow him to use that intelligently, I mean, I think the Houston Texans offense has something brewing. And if their defensive-minded head coach can build this defense into something over the next couple of years, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Houston Texans, maybe not this season like we kind of talked about, but right. in the very near future, they could become a, a real thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, look, like I mentioned, uh, I think they have further to go than these three teams um, yeah. just from a, a foundational standpoint, but uh, that is not that is not a dismissive comment at all. I, I like very much what they're putting together uh, over in Houston and, and so do Cody Davis and, 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 and John Hickman. And, uh, you know, you, you got to love where all that is. Um, I got to see the Houston Texans live in action on Sunday, which is going to lead me to my first yike or excuse me, my first like uh, of the day, which we're going to get to here in just a moment, because uh, uh, it, it's not Jimmy Graham. It, it's Hammy Graham to you and he proved that uh to the houston texans uh, on sunday night so we got that coming up for you as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of locked on nfl all right y'all wrap it up today's episode of locked on nfl here part of locked on podcast network your team every day it's yike and like time like we do every tuesday i'm going to kick us off with our like today but as always we appreciate you so much as making locked on nfl your first listen of the day every day up uh, david uh look my like is 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 a little personal um for this week because i got to experience something that was super cool uh look mm -hmm. every time that i've been in the 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 caesar superdome here covering the new Orleans saints um and Jimmy Graham has caught a pass. The dome has erupted. It has gone from sounding like it is half empty to uh, maybe twice as full the moment that he mm. makes a catch. Uh, and then what I got to see <laughs> instead uh, on Sunday night was that he you know, rips off this big 25-yard, I'm bigger than you'll ever be uh, catch downfield and then cashes that in for a uh, kind of, I'm going to call it like a little booty bump, uh, what I called on my show, the gluteus, the gluteus Jimmyus, uh, put it on him, put it on him, and uh, ended up catching a touchdown. It was beautifully placed uh, by Jameis Winston on the outside and catching a big touchdown. Watching him fake like he was going to go up and dunk, but not actually dunk because that's a penalty in today's NFL. But right. look, it was it was fun to feel ten years younger and 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 to be living in two thousand and thirteen instead of two thousand and twenty three. I had a, a a little bit more hair then, not much. Um, and, uh, it, it was great. Uh, it was a really cool experience and, and it just kind of reminds you of like the joy of sports and what it brings right. to people because everyone just collectively loved that moment. It didn't matter if you were a media member, what team you, you cover, what team you were rooting for in the, in the stands, what team you were on. I even saw some Houston Texans smiling about it. Like it was just a really Dang. cool moment. Uh, to be able to see Jimmy Graham come back at 36, especially with the recent health scare that he had when we were all in yeah. uh, in Costa Mesa for those joint practices. Uh, so it was really cool to just kind of see him go up there and and remind everybody of who who Jimmy Graham can be, especially uh, in the red zone in those kind of specifically dialed up situations. So what a cool moment. What yeah. a cool moment to get to experience and how how lucky I am to be able to to be in those buildings. No, absolutely. I mean, I remember when I heard Jimmy Graham was going back to New Orleans. I was like, hold up. I didn't know Jimmy Graham was still in the NFL, like was still right. playing. Took a whole and, year off you know, last year. I, and then, like you mentioned, like those plays, like I, I think the only thing that could take me back further would be if Jimmy did a press conference saying that he deserves wide receiver money. Like that would be the only thing <laughs> that would take me back further. Old Saints, hey, look, older Saints fans would get that. He didn't, he didn't want the wide receiver money. He just didn't want to be tagged. All right. He just yeah, didn't yeah, want yeah. to be tagged. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. 
but no, that, that I mean, it's really good, right? And and you know, the guys and the moments that make you just remember the joy of football, I think those are, are very important. Um, yeah, pretty much had the last two years of that with Taylor Heineke because that's oh, pretty much all he brings to the field is just the love of football and the joy of football. And I don't mean that in a negative. Like we love Taylor Heineke in Washington, and I think everybody in the beat. Like when we go to Atlanta, we're really looking forward to seeing Taylor Heineke start for the Atlanta Falcons against the Washington Commanders. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Right, what's gonna happen? Um, my my like is is also kind of personal, but just because I like seeing people develop, I like seeing mm-hmm. people grow, and I like seeing people overcome adversity. Right, and and those are some of my favorite stories. And this is a very small, right, small sample size because that's all we have right now for rookies is the preseason right. training camp. But Washington Commanders second round pick Quan Martin, Jartavius Martin, if you Man. know him by his, his love his, scouting his, him. Legal name, yeah. Um, coming out of Illinois, Swiss Army knife type of defensive back, right? A lot of excitement about him. Went into his first preseason game against Cleveland Browns. Uh, did not look very good, right? He had two penalties called on him, blew some coverages, uh, did some did some things that you know you just wouldn't want from a second round pick. Took loads of heat. Like the Washington Commanders fan base has come alive this this season because of the sale yeah. of the team, but mm-hmm. it's also come alive across the board, right? So when Quan Martin went out right. there and didn't look great. In his first preseason game, fans let him hear it. The funny part of it is he actually went through and liked a whole bunch of tweets, trash, like just dogging. <laughs> right? He went know, through and liked. Let it. Me and right, know. it was kind of like I want to let I want to let you know I see these right. Yeah. And he stood in front of cameras all week between between Cleveland and Baltimore. Stood in front of cameras all week, answered the questions. You know what I mean? I think everybody in the beat was was pretty respectful. Uh, you know, acknowledging the story, but also being respectful of the human. I think and. And uh, I mean, my, myself, I had him on my show like four times uh, mm-hmm. just in that time frame. I didn't realize I had him on the show so much, but I was talking to this dude so much about this. And then he goes out there against Baltimore, has a really good week, has a really good game. with a huge interception that honestly that yep. team doesn't win. They don't break Baltimore's streak without that interception. And I told you this off air, Barras, but I told him in the locker room, I was like, you know, look, you're, you're just getting here. We've only known each other for you know a few weeks now and you don't really know me. It's like, but I'm super proud of you. You know what I mean? And I wanted to tell him that young guy, overcoming the adversity not just overcoming it but using the adversity to fuel the bounce back and then i asked him i was like you know have you gone back on twitter yet and he's like no he's like he's not gonna do that so he he used the negativity to fuel his improvement but it wasn't out of anger you know but what i mean like celebrate when himself he came either, out at the end cool. of it it wasn't bitter exactly and then yeah. he comes back in his third preseason games and he laid some hits on some bangles man that got everybody excited and now all the people that were hating on him in week one preseason are loving him week three preseason and we can't wait to see what he's going to do in the regular season. So love the bounce back from Quan Martin. Yeah, yeah. We love a flip the script. Got to love that. Um, my yike is, is is really, really simple. Um, shout out to Quan Martin, though. That That's so dope. And yeah. and I really like scouting him coming out of there. I really wanted – I was like, oh, he's a perfect fit for the Saints. But, I mean, let's be real. He's a perfect fit for, like, any defense because the dude can do right. anything. Um, right. My yike is super simple. It, it's cut down day today. Um, I know we didn't get to focus on it much because the cuts will happen after – you know, we've recorded and all these other things. So that'll be more of a, a Tony and James Wednesday show for you to check out as well as a, uh, a, a Tyler and, and Alex Thursday show uh, to get you all caught up on all of those in terms of the biggest ones. But yeah, you know, we, we were just talking about the human element of Quan Martin, right? And the human element of Jimmy Graham and, and, and the human experience that comes with sports. And, and this is maybe the worst part of that human mm-hmm. experience is watching a bunch of guys, you know, it, not necessarily lose when it lose their dream, you know, opportunity there, but 
it run into an obstacle in achieving their dream, right? And then you wait to see if these guys are able to kind of you know circumvent that obstacle, land on practice squads, be back next year, all those other things. But nonetheless, like right. this is a day that never gets any easier to cover. Uh, and it's certainly not a day like for me to cover is like a selfish thing to say because I'm not the one that takes the brunt of this. It's the players. Right. And to an effect, it's it's the coaches and the organizations and the staff that have to deliver that news over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, it's such a tough time. And so it's, it's a good time to remember to kind of be respectful about like mm -hmm. this week and these couple of days and, and what it means for these players and organizations. Yeah, 100%. I, the way I put it on my show is it's, it's one of the worst times to do what I'm doing. But then it's even worse for the coaches to do it. And then it's even yeah. worse for the players that are experiencing it. Like, so, 100%. you know, step when we stack up the levels of suckiness, like, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to take my selfish view of it. But like, yeah, like we're very low on this. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, you see, you get to see what these guys do and, yeah, and the work they put in, you know what I mean? And and yeah. that's that's kind of the hard part is like, it's almost easier. And, I, and I've, I've unfortunately been in this situation, too, where I've seen a guy get cut. And I'm kind of like, yeah, bro, you deserve it. Like, honestly, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. That makes it easier, but like, and I can't speak for the Saints roster, obviously, but for the Commanders roster, like, none of these guys are getting cut because they didn't put in the effort. Because they didn't a hundred percent. I mean, like a hundred percent. My yike is going to get out of the realm of reality and into the okay. realm of video games because Dope. Ross, if you're playing Madden, no, and you're running <laughs> the Arizona Cardinals organization, uh huh, and you want to trade for a quarterback within the NFC West, you can do that. Uh -huh. But in the real world, yeah, teams like the San Francisco 49ers don't like trading former first-round quarterbacks to teams within the division. So my yike is all the people who are roasting the Arizona Cardinals for not trading for Trey Lance. Like, do you the, – the, the best way I can put this is the inflation to pay the Niners to get them to trade him within the division, especially when you're talking about a situation where you need a starting quarterback for at least the first part of your season. So this isn't – you're going to trade for Trey Lance and stash him the way the Dallas Cowboys are going to. Because I heard some people criticizing the Niners because like Niners and Dallas, that's a rivalry. It's like, okay, that's a rivalry to me, but I'm 40. That's not a rivalry right. to a lot of other people. Like there's people in their 20s who are like, what rivalry? What are you talking about? Rivalry, right? That's, that's, that's a rivalry. I'm, I'm dating myself literally, but that's a rivalry so to me. But like, but then the the Cardinals are getting roasted for not trading for, for Trey Lance in within the division. Like John Lynch, if, if the Cardinals rivalry. call, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if the Cardinals called at least, you know what I mean? But like if sure. they called, John Lynch probably just laughed at them in first round picks. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> like here's three round three first round picks worth of laughs if yes. you want to stay on the phone phone call, you know what I mean? Cuz that's the only way I'm doing this, bro. Like right. um so yeah, so I just it, people have to remember outside the world of video games, it takes two to to execute a trade. Sometimes it takes three. Like let's be real, sometimes agents come right. through and they're like, "Hey guys, if you trade him here, it's not going to go well." You know what yeah. I mean? Like we're not gonna yeah, we're not yeah. gonna or, go or easily. Let, hey, we got to get this contract set up and all you know this right. extension. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So sometimes you need two to dance. Sometimes you need three to dance. And 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 you know it's, it's not as simple as well. Let me push the X button and submit this trade and make this thing go through. So I just you know again, we're, let's remember the reality of cut down day, but let's also remember the reality of this is not a video game. Yeah, yeah. Well, it does indeed take three to dance. That three is David, myself, 
and you. Thank you for joining us for another dance here on Locked on NFL. Uh, we will be back here with you uh, tomorrow. Uh, Tony and James bringing you the biggest questions from around the NFL. Uh, we appreciate you very much for uh, being here with us for another episode. And to all you everydayers making us your first listen of the day every day. For David Harrison at dharrison82 on the Soch. I am Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson Nola on the Soch. We appreciate you very much for joining us and for making us a part of your day. And we look forward to speaking to you again here soon as another episode of Locked on NFL will be right around the corner here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.